I got done by Mrs. Thurkle. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Calling Monroe. I am Ray Lugner, and I'm in a great mood, and I am joined by Gucci, the world's premier designer of old ladies' sweaters. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I, You must be talking about someone else. No, I'm talking about you. I did not do that. You've never designed a sweater for old ladies? No. Whatever. But I did, but I did bake... Mini muffins this morning. Are mini muffins better, worse, or the same amount of good as m- maxi muffins, regular muffins, medium I, muffins? I would say they're about third as good. Because they're a third as small? Yes. But if you eat three mini muffins, is have you had the same amount of good as one regular muffin, or have you had more good? I would argue more good. It's, it, there's a certain syn- synergic effect of that. Mm. Many things are often better. Yeah. Than maxi things. Good things come in small packages. I just made up that saying. And speaking of small packages, yes, that was a good one. Let's call Monroe. <laughs> Do you want to call Monroe? Do you want to? Okay. 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 Wow. Whatever, man. All right, fine. Let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, dude. I just complimented you so hard. How are you feeling? Oh, you little cutie. You little cutie. <laughs> Yeah. I'm all right. I'm, I'm a sleepy bear today. Sleepy bear. Uh, for all you folks at home, it's currently 5.36 p.m. on a Sunday. Monroe just woke up. Uh, yeah, and you literally you literally woke me up by phoning me. Saws. I could still be asleep right now, enjoying my bed. Yeah, but you ain't. But I ain't, but I ain't, because I'm with my boys. <laughs> Lads. Lads. Uh, do you want to tell the people why you're so fucking lazy? Just because I'm a legend, I was just out partying real hard. Uh, didn't yeah. get home until sort of like nine o'clock this morning, and yeah. Mm. Were you kinda, saving lives, or were you misbehaving with wives? Which one? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was working. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Sad, sad day. Uh, that's good. I enjoy going to work. I go to work with a hop in my step, but I do find that that's not always well received. You know, especially. You're starting nights, people are not feeling great about that. And you go into work and you're like, hey, and you give them the old click and point and then uh, (laughs) have a little hop down the corridor and say, you psyched for tonight? And they kind of just look at you like, fuck off. Why am I on this (laughs) shift with you? (laughs) Oh, no. The old click and point is a good one. It's a, uh, is it underutilized? Uh. I guess your co-workers would say it's overutilized. Yes, I think that is the claim. So I did an experiment the other day where I saw I was trying to see if one of the one of the my colleagues was had started working on a ward that I used to work on, and I got on well with the uh, the ward clerk on that ward. And I used to come in in the mornings and I'd kind of do a little shimmy with my shoulders and move my hips a little bit, 
and turn to her and say, living the dream. And she'd go, hey, yeah, living the dream. And she was into it and she'd get the energy. Uh, and she, she's like 60, but she was, she was into it. And so I said to my, my friend, I was like, go to the ward, turn to the ward clerk, shimmy your shoulders, wiggle your hips and say to her, living the dream and see if she gets it. And she went to the ward, did that. And she was so excited and she knew exactly who I was from that. Yes, winning. Oh, nice. Why don't you marry that lady instead of Mel? Well, I guess age primarily, you know. You ageist? Well, it's just in terms of the fact that, you know, I want to be able to have a lengthy relationship with someone. I, well, I guess if, mm. I'm, if I marry her, then then I could have two wives throughout my life. So then That's is that is, is two, are two wives better than one? Uh, so, okay, this is actually a good a good point that I have wanted to talk about. So uh, people that are po- <laughs> polyamorous, mm. right? Have I discussed this before? I, I don't know. Don't know. So I I have no intention of judging, but I have I have a a mathematical equation I would like to throw out there in a way. All right. So when you have a partner, a romantic partner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's good stuff associated with that on the one hand, right? Mm-hmm. We can all agree mm-hmm. there are some... I can see where this is going. Some, no, 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 whatever. There's good things associated with that, right? Yeah. And we'll we'll quantify that as X. Yeah. Right? That's the amount of good stuff. And then there's also bad stuff that's associated yeah. with being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And we will quantify that bad stuff as Y. Yeah. So these are our variables, right? I, without having sort of direct experience of this, I'm going to postulate that if you're going to graph on the x-axis, this is getting nerdy boys, if you're going to graph number of sexual part, no, number of uh, romantic partners, Mm -hmm. so like number of active relationships that you're in on the x-axis, so Mm -hmm. one all the way to infinity, I guess, uh, I think that if you plot x, i.e. the benefits, the good things, I don't think that increases. I think that's just like a flat line. You're basically always going to get the same total number of good things because I don't think it's very I don't think it's easy to stack those things. I don't think you're going to get much more benefit from two partners that you wouldn't just get from one. Okay. Right? Yeah. Hmm. However, I think the number of the the why, the quantity of bad stuff, I think that scales linearly with number of partners. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Having two partners has twice the number of bad stuff and still the same number of good stuff as having one partner. Mm-hmm. And once you're up to like 10 partners, I think you have just the one partner's worth of good stuff and 10 <laughs> partners worth of bad stuff. This is very interesting. <laughs> and I think this is what turns me off this. I mean, there's m- many things that turn me off this, including mm. the fact that I don't want my partner gallivanting with other people like that. I find mm, that uncomfortable. No, no gallivanting. No, and, and in a way, I think it might even increase. It might become like irritation towards the other. Yeah, yeah. So it, it could might be even be more, more than, than 10 times. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. A synergistic effect like with your muffins, if you will. Yeah. So you don't think the Maasai have got it right. Those guys are, are not... The who? The Maasai. Who the hell is that? Uh, a native tribe to mainly Kenya and oh, okay. Ken. you just times. expect me to know every native tribe uh, they're a pretty pretty like, I, yeah, I've I mean, heard of it 
Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know I massage, and I know acai berries, <laughs> but I don't know this. But there, there uh, are uh, a lot of them, at least traditionally were, and many still are. Uh, what do you call it? What is there? Because it's it's so one husband to multiple wives. Is that different from multiple yeah, wives? Yeah. So there's Polly. Polly Andre is having multiple husbands, right? Mm. And Polly something else is having, right? There, there, there is like this, uh, some caste or whatever you call it in China, where they don't have have monogamous relationship. Just the idea doesn't exist. Really? Ooh. It's marriage. Called, sidebar. It's, it's marriage. called polygamy. Polygamy is the the umbrella term. Polygyny is multiple wives, and polyandry is multiple husbands. Mm. Nice. I think Louis Theroux had a good quote on this when in his documentary about it, where he said that because uh, because basically the people who were for this were making the the argument that love is infinite and you can you can love more than one person. And his response to that was that even if you're Love is infinite. Your time is not, and the mm. time that you need to invest in any relationship is is significant. And so, then, if you start dividing that, then regardless of how infinite your love is, you just can't express it to the, anyone more than one person in sufficient quantities. I guess I disagree with him. And like, because you can have a family, right? You can have a, a wife, and considering that you are me, for example, I could have a wife. I could have kids. Uh, mm. grandkids, uh, parents, brother, a dog. And I can love, like, I can love all these individuals and have time for them. So, like, if I can already live with, like, a wife, three kids, and a dog, let's say, what's mm. two wives, a kid, and a dog? Or no kids and just I mean, wives and that, dogs. In that yeah. scenario, I hope you're only sleeping with one of them. Having sex with one of them. Why? In, in, in the whole list you made there. It, so wife is the wife is the main one, right? But if yeah. I'm having two wives, I'm saying if I have two wives. Yeah, but mm, yeah. Yeah. I, on record, that's the only one that I, of the ones I listed, the wife is the only one I would have such an interest in. Yes. Just because you wanted me to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Uh, speaking of wives, though, <clears throat> we can't spend too much time fucking around because we have a job to do. Yeah, we do. And that is yeah, we do. getting through the rest Papa of this Christians. list from my father. And this man is, I guess he has infinite love to give because the man is insatiable. And I have two more emails oh that my I got from him three days ago. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. So like uh, one of them is is uh, very short actually. And that is, okay, he's just taking shots can, at me. Can God I? damn it. Can and, I wait, take and, one, like... I have to say one thing that I was going to say. Okay, say it. So before we go into this, mm. which will be the rest of the episode. Absolutely. I want I want to bring my thing in. Okay. Oh, yeah, you messaged us this week and you're like, for the first time ever, I have something I want to say. But it's not <laughs> that fun. It's not that fun. It is pretty fun. Okay. So <laughs> where do you think you, you Miami University is? Miami, I'll bite. I'll no, bite. No, you're going to get that uh, uh, from, from yeah, QI. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in California. No, it's in Ohio. Why? Oh, why, oh? University of Miami is in Miami. 
but Miami University is in Ohio because it's the same man. It's like the man Miami, which the city is given name by. This oh. university is older. The university is older than that. Interesting. So it was named after him, and then the city was named after him later. Much mm. later. That's inconsiderate of the city. And then it's another. Benin is a country in Africa. Mm. Benin, Benin. Benin is almost exactly the same size as Iceland. Exactly. We found that mm-hmm. out mm. once. We like cut Iceland, you no, know, like one of the countries into pieces and. Yeah, and jigsawed it into. We jigsawed Iceland into Benin. Nice. So, and then there exists University of Benin. Where is University of Benin? It's in Israel. Oh. It's in Nigeria. Why is it called? Why is it called University of Benin? I do not know why. So I went Google to us. no, no. I went to Wikipedia and I googled which which universities are in Benin, and then they list this one, and then you push it, then it says Nigeria. Oh. So it's just I couldn't find why. Maybe it's for just, tax purposes. Just a thing. Maybe Nigeria. Everyone know. just commutes to Nigeria to go to university. Maybe that's convenient. Yeah, I do it. I do that sometimes. I mean, it's close to the border. It's yeah. like fifty kilometers. I guess it makes sense. Uh, there was something that I was going to say. Oh yeah, Kansas City is like this. So there are two Kansas cities yeah. right next to each other. Oh, uh, hold on. Let's read about this. So there's uh, Kansas. There's Kansas City, Missouri, and there's Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, and uh, it's, it's confusing. On the border or something. So one of them. Uh, one of they used to exist as two different cities, uh, and then one of them got f- like big and popular and known and everything, and the other one yeah. wasn't. So the other one decided to just piggyback off its neighbor city's sort of fame and mm. named itself after it. Oh. <laughs> I love that. But they like uh, the Kansas City metropolitan area. I think like covers both cities now, mm-hmm. but they're like they're just different places called the same thing because one of them decided to jack the style of the other one. It's pretty insane. I remember when I was at primary school, we got a talk from a guy who uh, had decided to visit all the Aberdeens in the world and then go around primary schools talking about it. How hmm. many are there? I I can't remember, but. I just tried to look it up, and it looks like there are only two, according to Wikipedia. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like it's as impressive as I remember it. Do you think Aberdeen, Scotland, is the best Aberdeen, or do you think it's the worst Aberdeen? <laughs> it depends if you're into originals. I'm pretty pretty confident it'll have been the original. Where is the other one? Uh, there's one in America, at least. I mean, there's everything. Yeah, Every city has an equivalently named city in America. Is is there a Reykjavik in America in the U.S.? Ooh, that's a good Probably one. not. Iceland was under, only discovered in like the 50s, wasn't it? Apart from that, it was all just Vikings chilling there. Are you insane right now? Uh, yeah, no. It was, although, no, the truth about that is, though, the only, the, the road, the, actually the ring road that runs around the whole city, that was only finished in the 70s. The army, mm-hmm. the US army built most of Icelandic infrastructure. Yeah. And when they offered- invaded. Basically, they offered this to a lot of countries. Some countries said yes, some countries said no. Uh, like New Zealand, I think they did some shit. Damn. Like they just wanted army bases and in return just pumped fucking cash in nice. uh, and built a bunch of roads and shit and also pumped some other stuff in and left a bunch of illegitimate children, if you know what I mean. Mm, 
<laughs> Speaking of illegitimate children, I am not one. We need to get to this, the first email of many. Uh, so he he sent us two new emails. One of them is just a, a shot at me, his favorite son, which is unfortunate, uh, which is very short. But then he sort of continues it in a second email that's quite long. So we might only get to that next time. <laughs> but for now, we must... Uh, finish our list so where where did we get to last time we got to reading your first word right yeah did we get to writing your own name Mm, no oh because we were talking about reading your first word and how it's probably your own name uh and we decided that that's probably not true but i do think that the first word you write is quite likely to be your your name you think you're gonna write ragnar before you're gonna write cat yeah you you're crazy I'm not crazy, and I will. I'm going to ask my daddy to tell me. So apparently, I, because uh, I'm a bona fide genius. Apparently, mm. I sort of my first uh, dabbling in writing was when my brother was learning to write, and I was sitting at the sort of other side of the the dinner table or whatever kitchen table, uh, and I would like copy him, and so I was writing what he was writing, but like upside down and mirrored or something, because I was copying it as the way that I saw it. This is going to be one of those classic things where parents all like think their child was a genius and so they get really excited when they do anything and actually there's just like big scribbles of crayon on the page and your parents are like, oh my gosh, he's going to be so smart. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you about My dad would never lie about this because he would never want to pump my ego so much. Mm. But I, I would say that writing your own name is a normal first writing thing, right? So writing Monroe is the right thing. It's the first thing people write. No, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Monroe, do you know the first thing you wrote? No, I have no idea. I mean, you could my spell first... your name for fucking decades, so you definitely... Monroe. Well, that was only my middle name, to be fair. Mm. Do you know the first thing you wrote? No idea. I would say most of the time it's going to be your your first name. Or at least you write your letter. Like your the first thing you write is your, like you would have written M and Ro and would have written I, a G and I wrote an I R. Think so many, I think so many write A, the first letter they write. Mm, I guess that's fair. Alphabet. Maybe we should get a primary school teacher as our next guest. Yeah. We can try to find a primary school teacher. Yeah. Uh, fair. Uh, next one on the list is walking all the way to school unaccompanied. Oh my God, this. Oh no, okay. I thought he was going to take a shot at me, but he didn't. He said, some children hesitate to do this, even if they live a few hundred meters from school. I don't know if he's trying to take a shot at me here, but I definitely did walk to school alone uh, often as a child. And I even, mm. I ran away from home once to go with my brother to school and I hid outside and waited for a recess so that they could come out and play my brother and his friends. And my parents nice. freaked out and were looking for me. So he better not be taking shots at me. I I walk to school. Is that a thing in the UK? Uh, walking to school, yeah. Everyone walks to school if you live locally. Like alone? Uh, would, you, would you walk alone without your parents? Yeah, I think you... If, if you're, like, I think my friends that lived locally to school, they would get the... Uh, get them, they would just meet up with their other mates that lived in the local area and kind of do a round of, of people and then walk together. Yeah. I, however, lived... Not locally, as did so because I, I went to a Gaelic school. There was only one Gaelic school, and so the children who went there all lived from loads of uh, different areas around Aberdeen. So there was a bus specifically put on that would pick us up from our door, mm-hmm. and then 
go around all the other houses. And because most of the school wasn't Gaelic, so this made you stand out. And standing out is always a positive thing at school. And the bus was affectionately named the Spuzz Bus. I don't understand any of what you're trying to say. Most of the school wasn't Gaelic, but it's a Gaelic school? What? Well, it had a Gaelic department. Oh, okay. Wait, so what does this mean? That it was that's the language it was taught in? Uh, yeah, or? basically. So in, in primary school, until I was, oh, I don't know how old, until I was in primary three or four, so until I was like eight or something, I didn't have any, basically all my classes throughout the whole primary school were, oh my days, I'm tired. We just scrap this one and just move on because my brain is not keeping up with the story. No, you, you're not even finishing your sentence. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> uh, this is so uh, weird to me. Yeah, so until uh, at primary school, every single lesson I had, except for English, was in Gaelic. What the fuck? And Do you know Gaelic? I used to know Gaelic, and somehow I've forgotten it, virtually all of it. What? And then, so on Friday afternoons, you get golden time or playtime or whatever, yeah? Sure. And if I spoke any words of English throughout the week and my teacher caught me, then for every word of English I spoke, I would get a minute off of golden time at the end of the week. Oh, what? Fucking hell. So if you said a decently long sentence then then yeah you're pretty pretty like screwed there yeah what the hell how did you manage to forget an entire language that you spoke it all is the time for years remarkable it's really really quite surprising so I, basically i went from primary school where i spoke it during the day most of the time and then i went to secondary school where i then went to speaking it only the equivalent. So whenever you, whenever everyone, anyone else was at German class, mm -hmm. so I, then I'd be at Gaelic class. So that would be going from speaking it all day, loads of the time, to just speaking it for maybe an hour and a half, two hours a week, and then I just over the over the years at sixteen, I stopped taking those classes. So I went for the la for like four years speaking it two hours a week, and then after that, I spoke it zero times a week. And now, right. if I listen to it on the radio, I'm just like these guys are just talking gibberish. Wait, so you, you were speaking it as late as 16? And then you forgot it. Yeah. Your brain astounds me. So, <laughs> but there's one thing I want to say, because for each word you say, you got extra minute. Yeah. So let's say you would have just speak, spoken English. You would have had thousand words. The teacher would have had to be so long at work. Oh, you're, well, no, because it, it was, was up opposite. to it. So if golden was time minus. was... Yeah, so if golden time was like uh, I don't know if it was it was an hour, then you've ah, only got a maximum got of sixty minutes ah, that you okay, actually can okay. lose. So okay, so if you had sixty words, you lost all of it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. God damn. Mm. And there was one time where uh, we were playing with our Walkman in class, um, mm. and then my friend put the earphones in my ear, and I think he let me listen to like some forty-one, but it was really loud, and I didn't quite register that because it was loud, I would sound more quiet to myself. So I shouted, I can't remember what I shouted, but I basically shouted English across the classroom. And then mm. I got done. I got done by Mrs. Thurkle. That's a crime, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I honestly, this is astounding to me. I cannot imagine just fully forgetting a language that I'd spoken for all of my childhood. Oh yeah. But I mean, well done, I guess that's a, that's a skill. It is it is an achievement in a way, isn't it? It's the yeah. achievement that nobody wants. Actually, but. actually, it is. I think it's a benefit to be able to unlearn things. Thank you, Gudjon. It's good to have learned, some, be able to forget something you learned. 
like Eternal Sunshine, the movie. In a way, but I mean, think if you re- learned something wrong. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, it would be benefit of forgetting it. It's like if you learn to play an instrument in the beginning. If you like develop a bad habit, it's very difficult to unlearn your bad habit. Yeah. See, I won't have that problem. I'll just never quite learn how to play the instrument. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll pick up this. new good habits every week. I just forget the old good habits that I also learned. I don't understand you. I don't get how you operate. You are a weird mixture between like very smart and very not. Yeah, I I don't think I can disagree with you that I'm very <laughs> not in a lot of ways. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me, but it's it's chill. The next on the list is riding a bike unaided. Do you remember when you learned to ride a bike? I want to say yes, but you know those memories that you don't know if you've just thought about them a lot so you think you can remember them or if they're actually real this is a great topic as well god this list is the best thing that ever happened to us yeah (laughs) the we in psychology in aberdeen i had to take a bunch of psychology courses uh, and one of them was this this uh this idea of repressed memories and how that whole thing is basically just bullshit because you can convince someone that they had a repressed memory, but you can just make up whatever you want and convince them that, mm. like, and eventually mm. they will remember it as a thing from their childhood. Mm. And it's insane. Like, they, they did all these studies that showed that, it, like, no matter what you want, you can basically just implant that memory in the person. Mm. It's oh. actually a thing with, like, multipersonality disorder. It doesn't really exist. And most of, always when it has been found, when it is like multiple, many, many characters, mm. then it's usually the doctor that implanted them. <laughs> so the doctor is the crazy one, and like, and they don't realize it themselves. They actually actually create the characters in cool. the in the talking. That talking would be a them. good like gritty movie about some psychotherapist who implants characters in his schizophrenic patients. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I can remember my my dad teaching me to ride a bicycle. On, a, yeah, on my sister's old bike. I, I remember my father trying to teach me. Don't get sad on us. <laughs> no, really, I do remember that, and I couldn't do it. Could you never do it? No, I could never do it. I could do it like five meters. Oh. Mm. That sucks. Was it? Is it related to your condition, or were you just a terrible yeah. bicycle rider? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it, it's un, It's rare that one with Dusan can ride a bicycle. Ever. Mm. I guess it's quite, there's probably quite a lot of like very fine motor control that we don't think about that's involved. Yeah, right? I, I, I could I could use like tricycle. But not, yeah, yeah. Like the help, help wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I remember learning to ride a bike uh, on the street outside my, the first house that I lived in. And I'm pretty sure that's a real memory. Yeah. Uh, chill. What's the next one? The next one is climbing a rope. First time you climbed a rope. That is one that I do not remember. No. But I do, I, I remember climbing a rope. Like, I can rec- recall one time in, like, uh, PE, climbing a rope. Does he mean, does he mean that? Is that what he means? Like, the first time you climb a rope, like, uh, like when you... I mean, just it literally just says a climbing a rope, so, like, what do you want? But, really? but the thing is, that is not really, a, that is not, in a way, a technique thing only. Do you understand? Like, going to the bathroom alone, yeah, that is true. a technique it doesn't require force. You don't have to be like holding yourself. Yeah, I, it I, might I, be in a way. It might be harder the older you get to 
actually pull yourself that's, up. That's what I was going to say. This is one of those things that there are certain things that kids can do very easily that becomes mm. much harder as an adult when you have a different sized body. Like touch uh, your toes. Yeah, or like pull ups. Like I remember mm. we used to sort of make my sister when she was a baby. We could basically make her do pull-ups. No. <laughs> yeah, because babies are strong and small, but it's so much harder as a large human. Like, I think if you took a human and scaled them up 10 times, let's say, and created like a, a giant, a legit giant, I don't think that giant could do a single pull-up. Like, not a, no giant could do a pull-up. Mm. Right? This is something we cannot test. No, I I'm think it scales say... very poorly. I think mm. that's just because cartoons have bastardized giants and made them all fat and just out of shape. Whereas I don't think there's any reason why you couldn't get a a ripped giant. Uh, and they're always would, kind of trolly and a bit old and yeah. Move think, slowly. I'm thinking of like yeah. a, a jacked, like Cristiano Ronaldo as a giant. Do you think that he could do pull-ups? Yeah. I don't think so because like, there's something about the way that weight and strength scales that it becomes mm. hard. This is the idea of um, why there's a maximum size of animal. That's different though. That's also that's to do with like a whole bunch of things, right? Yeah, uh, like blood, like circulation, and all these sorts of things. But like a, an ant can hold like however many times their body weight, like ten times or a hundred times or whatever the fuck. But there's yeah, no the one I remember from the museum was that they would be able to hold a double-decker bus if they were human-sized. Yeah, exactly. That, but that's there's no a way lot. that if you took an ant and you scaled it up to human size, there's no way they could hold that. No, absolutely not. So I think that that a giant could not do pull-ups. <laughs> I think no, they could. It's just a, a jacked giant. We need some uh, some physicist or uh, something mm, body the, uh, biomedical a... engineer. <laughs> But I'm also, I'm not giving this to your dad as a good landmark, though. I don't think the first time you no, climb a rope. Is this the first, uh, first, first point of contention? Yeah, I think so. It's not, that's, you know, yeah, it's it's fun. but uh, Fair enough. Fair, fair. Uh, the next one is falling off a wall slash roof slash high bunk, like a bunk bed. Like that, mm. that, that it, is legit, I think. That's a milestone. I think what, in some ways, the sadder milestone is when you stop falling off stuff. I, I actively enjoy days where I go out and get a bit muddy and like you get some bruises and stuff because you just feel like a kid again. Whereas when, yeah. when you're an adult, you just never really fall over. You never really... But, not, you just, oh. See, Ragnar, you yeah. can fall from a, from something like that as six months old. Yeah, yeah, so yeah definitely. It, so it, I drop mean, falling off a wall or... A, bed or something. That's just a thing. Yeah, that's fine. Then you just it's celebrate the, it when it's it happens. It's not a milestone. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it and say that the milestone should be when you stop doing that. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Thing is, maybe falling is right. a falling is a thing. This is this relates directly to what we just said about doing pull-ups. Uh, falling becomes exponentially more dangerous when you're an adult. Because mm. like, if you drop a if you drop an ant off a house, it'll probably survive because it just doesn't like the the force isn't that great. But if you drop a horse off a building. The horse fucking explodes, basically. But is, <laughs> yeah. but is it? But is it exponential? I mean, it's not linear. I don't know what I don't know, but it's bad. So, like you falling over, like face planting as a toddler doesn't matter, but face planting as an adult can be like you could fuck yourself up, especially as an old adult. Yeah, you break but, that hip. What's the? I can't remember what the one year mortality rate for people who 
fall and break their hip is it when is they're over crazy. 80. But I think it's I think it's like 80% or something for people who are over 80. Yeah, it's like definitely more than 50%. Yeah. It's like well over my half. Gra- my grandpa's sister, she broke her hip when she was 91. She? And everyone, yeah, and everyone thought like she's not gonna come back. Yeah, like she's just, she's just, it's over. She actually managed to get from bed, bed again, like a, with a walking aid. Okay, oh, yeah, walk, yeah, with yeah. walking aid, and she could do that for like five years more. Nice. nice. Women seem to be more resilient in old age. I'm gonna say I had this conversation with someone the other day. Uh, your so your three year mortality if your partner if your long term partner dies when you're old is like crazy. The chances of you dying within three years are like 80% or something ridiculous, Mm. which I guess like it's a little bit polluted by the fact that you're also old, but still Mm. it's seen at least like anecdotally men seem to be much worse at handling that than women. Like if a Mm. man's wife dies, he just fucking dies because fuck this shit. Mm. But if a woman's husband dies, she can still just sort of keep on kicking for another 20 years. Keep on mm. trucking. Yeah. They, I guess and I, we were talking about this and, and, and trying to think why. And I think some of it surely has to be the fact that women still have friends and like a social net around them when they're like 80. Whereas a dude just has like three books and his hearing aids and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Um, no, I don't think that's true. You don't think that's true? I think all, I think, I think it's just keeping friends is hard. And then I think it's a bit of a, like, I think we should have an easier time of keeping friends than our parents did as well. Mm. Just because, I mean, we're, we're still friends and we wouldn't be if we were born sort of 20, 30 years earlier. Yeah. because I don't think I don't think we'd be pen pals. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Or you would do then write once a year. Or something. So we're gonna have friends and then remarry. Basically, that's the plan. I wanna. I've talked about this before. I I don't wanna, but I think it's a pretty dope idea. Like marrying a woman for the first sixty years of your life, and then like when you're over that whole that whole game. And you mm-hmm. hit old age, you just find a nice chill dude to settle down with. And just okay, dude- <laughs> that's so much better than what I thought I was going. <laughs> no, and then just marry a nice, nice dude and have like a life partner who's just your like you'll just do chill dude shit with. And so for ba- women, women can marry men, and then when they're had enough of their shit, they can just find a nice chill chick to hang out with. So basically, <laughs> what you're saying is the only reason to be with a woman is so you can sleep with her. And once you're past doing that, you may as well just hang out with a guy all day. No, I'm just saying. like Anna, I hope you're listening to this episode. Yeah. Really take it in. Absorb it. I have, I have, like, I have a, a very tongue-in-cheek agreement with my friend, uh, Stefania, who we, Glenn and I both used to work with, that like when we're old, then I'll marry her husband. Nice. Uh, <laughs> which is perfectly fine with me. That'll be chill. We can just play old Mario games and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hope Anna doesn't kill me for this. Whatever. Uh, the next one is uh, first split lip or like the first time you're, I guess, th- I guess these next two are, then the next one is the first black eye from a fight. So these are just like the first time you get punched in the face, it seems. I mean, mm. but these are things that can happen for a newborn. 
I mean, well, yeah. These are, these are like, life markers, not newborn markers. Yeah, exactly. They're life markers. So it doesn't matter not, when they happen. These are not happen. things that happen in the first year of your life. These could happen. It, you could have like a like the first time you get of like but, but 40 we, birthdays. We were, we were referring, like mentioning your age, depending on these goals yeah. that you reach. And some people just so, mature so faster should, than others. But if that if a child just drops on the floor one day old. Yeah, that, that's yeah, but not from a fight. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll call it from a fight. We'll say the first time you get smacked in a fight. Yeah, or like, uh, or like during an activity. Let's say you're playing fucking dodgeball and you get smacked in the face. Like that still counts, right? Uh, Does it count? No, I'm gonna no. The first time, first time you so you basically get first time you have a, have a fight. Okay, so black yeah. guy from a fight is says fight, that. so that's fine. Yeah, but like, okay, fine, fine. First. I've had a bust lip from being punched, but I don't think I've ever had a black eye from being punched. I have never gotten a black eye from being punched. So I've gotten a black eye from being punched. Uh, this is a good, pretty good story. Last year, uh, about a year ago exactly, I was in Slovakia with my friends. We went skiing. <clears throat> and like right when, there was that like 24-hour period when COVID went from being a bit of a joke that, you know, well, not a joke, but like it wasn't that serious and you could just sort of write it off. And then within like 24 hours, it just became the world's worst thing. Yeah. And we were in Slovakia on that fateful day and we had to flee to Poland, to the UK. And then I went from there to Iceland. It was a big, big thing. But we are all idiots, all the boys that went there. So we just went on a ski trip and in the evenings we would just get kind of drunk and eat food. And then this dude that we were renting the house off of was a bit of a weirdo as well. And he had a, a punching bag in the garage and some boxing gloves. So we did just, we decided to put on a bit of a boxing league. So every <laughs> night, there were six of us, I think. And every night, there was a different matchup of two individuals. And we would do like a training camps before, and then we'd do pre-fight interviews. Uh, and then we would have a fight. <laughs> It's like incredible. <laughs> it was great. And then I think we had like post-fight stuff as well. It was so much fun. And there was one night where I just got kind of rowdy. And I ended up having like three different fights. And one of them was against, I think I think it was against Dave Randall, who listens to this podcast, who is significantly heavier than me. And man, I I took some hits. I think I dished out a couple of hits, but I took... I took a couple to the face, and so when we were fleeing Slovakia, we all looked like shit, and I had a black eye, and uh, it was great. And I came back home to Anna just with a black eye, having fleed COVID. It was good. <laughs> I think that's my first black eye from a fight was at the age of twenty-eight. Good, yeah. Well, we, well, we, when we meet up, will we smack each other and give each other our first black eye from a fight? Yes. Nice. It's a deal. It's a date. I, I will. I will ask someone to do it for me. Or, 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 well, you, or you lay down on the ground and I will like yeah, just I run him we... over with your chair <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> slowly squish me oh this is not the deal <laughs> oh, uh, I'm starting to get worried that <laughs> this letter might need to sort of bleed over into the third right, episode what, how many have we got to go uh, five, five alright so the next one is uh, running away from home for the first time yeah uh, and I guess I kind of touched on this. So I technically I ran away from home when I went to school with my brother and was hiding from my parents. Because I remember like I remember seeing their car and they were coming to look for me, and I hid behind a big rock to make sure they wouldn't find me. Mm. And they must have been fucking freaking out. Mm. But it wasn't like a it wasn't a uh, like I'm running away, dad, type thing. Mm. Have you ever done that? 
No, I think the worst the worst I've done is where this is classic me way to run something. Um, I wasn't allowed to go to scout camp one weekend, so I ran away from home to go to scout camp. Did you go? Uh, did you actually go to scout camp? Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, and then came back at the end of it. God damn! I, I, wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't looking at making any great escape or anything. You know, I needed. I needed that but your support. Parents, of my parents. Your parents just didn't do anything about you having gone to scout camp that you weren't allowed to go to. Yeah, I can't remember. But they knew you went. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I just, I can't remember what I'd done wrong, but I was grounded for whatever reason, Mm. which would have been a big deal. I I really want to remember what I did because it was quite, it would have been quite a big deal because my parents weren't really big grounders, as it were. Mm. And then uh, I wasn't allowed to leave the house, but I was like, but it's scout camp, guys. I can't miss scout camp. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, all the Uh, kids are going to scout camp. Yeah. Yeah. and then it wasn't like that far outside of Aberdeen where the camp was, so I just got on my bicycle and cycled. Fair enough. Mm. Good. And have you ever driven away from home? Yes, I have. Have you? <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like nine or something. What did you? What happened? I feel that's quite early to be like no, I'm leaving. Or twelve? Maybe I was twelve. I'd say it that's. Was, it was. I was in. It's. It happens during like late. Childhood, early teens, yeah, may- I would maybe say, I was like 11, 12, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, I was like annoyed that something I don't remember what it was. I just remember I said I'm I'm gone. You didn't get and the like, the newest Pokemon game? No, it was something related to some assistance that I was going to get, hmm. and I was like I'm out of air, and I just I went like 150 meters. Nice, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. classic. You just go yeah. like, I mean, where are you going to go, man? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I and you remember, you need that supportive bosom. Yeah. I think that, like, when I was a child, or when my brother and I were were kids, if we were going to run away, we probably would have just like gone to our grandparents' house. Mm. Like, you go to your other parents. Mm. You never, like, I, as a child, you wouldn't really realize how pathetic that is, would you? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, I'm. I don't need you. Nice. I'm going to go to these other people that are functionally you at a time like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. The next one. So he says for this, some kids do this earlier than others. I guess that's true. And then the next one is moving away from home. And he says, some kids do this much, much later than others. Yeah. I've moved away from home multiple times. I have never moved from home. Sick. I've moved to a lower floor. But you also own a different apartment in a different place that you just don't live in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just your bachelor. Oh, I didn't realize this. I thought you lived in that other apartment. No. I was pretty late at leaving home as well. When did you? But when I moved to Iceland, did you live at home for uni? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Hmm. So when I moved to Iceland was when I first uh, moved. Was away that from not? Home. Was that not kind of shitty? Uh, going to university and living at home. I mean, it was it was sub ideal, um, yeah. and did mean that like the social aspect of uni and living in halls and stuff wasn't there. But yeah, I guess if I wanted that, I should have just gone to med school first time round. You know. Or just moved into, like, there was plenty of Aberdonians that just moved into halls. Yeah, but I was always saving my pennies so that I could go mm. to med school afterwards, wasn't I? Um, I guess so, yeah. So Because I, I finished uni pretty well off by, by most standards, because I had a part-time job throughout it, lived at home, and so had virtually no costs at all. And then the degree itself was free, because Scotland. So I managed to save up a reasonable amount throughout my degree. Whatever, man. Whatever. That's, people going to university in Iceland, I've always felt a little bit bad for them because they don't get this this university experience. Everyone basically just lives at home or like they're in the place where they were born and they're, 
There's no real like university vibe. I mean, but there, but there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that live there. Yeah, I guess. I don't lot, know. There is, there's like full apartments. Yeah, like that's true. blocks, many. So I guess I'm just many that do live there. In the UK, it's <laughs> so fucking terror dome. Like going I, to <laughs> halls, it's crazy. <laughs> but where you lived, you always lived basically on campus. Uh, sort of, yeah, like very close. I mean, it, at it least. was it was it was walking distance. Yeah, always. So. But I feel like it is a bit. I I, I think most people. I would, I, yeah, I would say most people go to uni for the uni experience, yeah, and and not because you're really an academic and you really want like it's the uni experience is a huge part of why people go to uni. I think, and that's absolutely that's such an expensive and like, it's such an absurd expense for your parents to make on that. Oh, basis. But I, th- I would say it's quite good. Like it's a good PR move for education. To have like, oh, do this thing that's super good for your future prospects because it's so dope. Like <laughs> it, 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 it's good. Like you want to push your populace to to go to university, and this is a pretty decent way of doing it. I'd say. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that it's necessarily that good to push people to go to university because you end up just delaying any decisions about your life for three years and then finishing your degree and being like, shit. I yeah, but no you get what to do edu- now. like education's a an important thing. On a society, yeah, in level. the right context, but there are so many courses at uni that, yeah, but like it, there's so much more to it, man. There's the whole experience is it's a learning experience, bro. I'd support it, I think it's good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sold on it. Myself. Education and healthcare, it's all that matters. They're the only two things that so, truly matter. So, how long would you, in an ideal world, how long would you have someone in education for? Uh, through masters, three masters, one to through three. masters. So oh, like, through masters. Really, you'd have everyone go to uni up to the level of masters. Yeah. Well, like, uh, but not ever, like, trade schools and things are, are perfectly, perfectly fine. Like, I wouldn't say everyone has to do an academic style degree through masters, but I think that, you know, the, an equivalent sort of level at a trade, a trade level is also like perfectly equivalent. Yeah, so, I guess. But then you could just say any like internships and stuff. So, yeah. No, because yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It, it, I would say that like uh, like here, like in the Nordic countries where they basically finance education to that level, if you're a Danish citizen, you get money from the government to study mm-hmm. up through master's level. Really? Yeah. And like that's pretty dope. And that's good I, for the population. I, I realized that I have been in school for 25 years. Yeah. yeah. I probably have as well because I think I'm the same age. And I just handed in my... I, I was like essential. Nate, I was getting like a existential crisis. I basically sent in my thesis last Friday. And you're done with school? Yeah, and I felt like I'm becoming 30. I just finished school. I don't know anything else. Life <laughs> is over. Yeah, life is over. Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably going to go to more school after this PhD. I'm probably going to do some sort of other degree. I don't yeah. ever want to go back to uni. I'm a, a man of the working life more than the uni life, I think. Fair enough. Uh, it's been 53 minutes of recording time. I think, honestly, we're going to have to finish this list next time. What? How? What's on the list? Let's just <coughs> no, see no, if no, we no, can... No, 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 Not this. But what we can do for the skill of the week, we can do this... Uh, we can do this thing that my dad sent me. It just... We might run a bit over time, but who cares, right? Should we just go with his skill? Mm, yeah. So he says... He says asking, so remember when we said, you were talking about mending your clothes mm. as a skill? And I said something like, 
Oh, just like getting your mom to do it. That's I guess that's a skill. And he, he just replies saying, asking your mother to mend your clothes is a skill. Kindly ask Mr. Google for the definition of a skill or grow up. <laughs> God damn. Uh, it, but I will counter this with a point. Uh, I was reading something about dogs recently. You better was, be careful if you're about to compare your mother to a dog because that no, is no, not no, going to no, go no. down well. And it was they were talking about dogs versus wolves and what sort of makes dogs more successful in certain ways than wolves. And it's the fact that a dog will ask for help, but a wolf won't. So a dog that can't do something will stop attempting to try to do it and ask the human for help to do it. Mm. But a wolf won't do that and just won't be able to accomplish the task. Mm. So asking my mom, for example, to fix my clothes is... And it is a fully equivalent skill. It makes you more dog, less wolf. I mean, fine, but it makes me more. Uh, if it's like, if it's more likely to make me successful, then it's perfectly fine, right? Nice. But then he says, on second thought, there's a way to turn this into a skill. Uh, I quote one of your Hong Kong listeners, as this is not my specialty. Uh, okay, asking your mother to mend your clothes is not a skill, but the following is a skill: you place the garment which needs mending in a location where your mother or wife will see it lying. When asked why this garment is there, you will say, I need to mend it. Then you wait for a while, up to 48 hours. Sometimes this will be enough provocation for your mother slash wife to lose patience and take the garment and mend it. If she does not, then you bring the garment into whichever room your mother slash wife is occupying at the moment, and you bring needles and thread, sit down, <clears throat> look at the object for a bit, studying it, looking like you're planning to do something. Then you say, what would you say is the best way to start here? In most cases, this will get her attention, and she will A, come and tell you how to do it, B, grab the thing from you and start the work. In case of A, you need to persevere a bit longer and actually start poking the material with a needle and make noises of frustration and helplessness. Eventually, this will do the trick, and she will complete the work. In case of B, you gently encourage her by admiring in moderation her skill until she completes the job. At the end, you only need to remember to thank her sincerely and mention that next time I'll be able to do this myself. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know where he got this, but he says, there, oh, so my son, the above are the wise words of your Hong Kong listener. I don't know who this is, and you find out. <laughs> and a Hong what... Kong listener that's contacting your dad and not us. Yes, uh, seriously. And what he is describing is actually a skill, and it's called manipulation. So yeah, manipulation <laughs> is a good skill. Oh my days. This is oh, classic yes. though. Like the, I'm going to do this right now. I'm mm. making you aware of the fact that I'm going to do this and then sort of basically waiting for them to take over and do the job. That's a great, yeah. great skill yeah. of the week. That is. Yeah, that is. That. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor mother, if she listens to this, is going to be like, what? <laughs> my mom though, the thing is her sort of, it's a great a great personality trait, but a, probably her personal downfall is that she's way too like conscientious and wants to like get things done and do everything. So she would she would bite on this like immediately if you mm. just leave. If you're like, oh, I need to, you know, sew this button onto the thing, then either she would do it, or if you like waited five minutes and hadn't started doing it, she'd be like, oh, you're never gonna do it, and then just like would do it. Nice. And she's the type of person who comes home and is like, oh, I've been on my feet all day. I've been doing so much. I'm so tired. And now I have to make dinner and do this. And you're like, well, did you like, why were you doing all those things? Did you have to? And it's like, well, no, but like she lives in this like self-imposed state of extreme stress and like always getting a million things done, mm. which I guess is a, 
a gift or and a just curse. is really caring and trying to do her best by her children. Sounds like a lovely lady. No, definitely, de- well, hundred percent. She is that, but <laughs> but it's not just for her children. It's for like every aspect of her life. She like, mm, yeah, she's very, yeah. No, it's very. She, it is definitely a good trait, one hundred percent. But goddamn, it must be tiring as the person doing mm. it. Mm. So shout out my mom. What's up? <laughs> Respect to mom. Uh, speaking of moms, Guyon, do you have any parting words for us? I'm actually going to hijack just because I speak a lot. I got a, a picture from my brother yesterday. Another one of his Guyon quotes, and I'm going to see if you agree with this. It says, worrying is literally betting against yourself. Monroe shaking his head. No. No. No? Fair enough. Yeah, I wouldn't say literally. Like literally is definitely pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Like that was just that was just a silly word to add in there. Oh well, I guess they'll learn from this. Yeah. So what do you have for us, Guyan? Give me something better. Don't count the days. Make the days count. Whoa! Shit! I love that one. Yes, that's very good. There's nothing better than a than a thing where someone says one thing and then like turns it around for the second half of the sentence and then mm. it's clever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. And be kind. Be kind. Aww. Uh, Moochie baby, do you have any parting words for us? I mean, I don't think we need any voicemails or anything for a while. We've got Papa Christian starting us out. Yeah, but still send them. Like, get in the queue, baby. Yeah. This uh, podcast now relies on the support of our parents, so um, we've made it. Absolutely. Almost 30, still relying on my parents. Yeah. Actually, we do have some party words. Uh, happy birthday. This episode comes out on Baramus's birthday. Nice. So uh, shout out Baramus, turning happy 26 birthday. on the 26th. No, that was last year, turning 26. Oh, my God, I'm, uh, I'm going to cut that part out. Happy she's birthday. Old. Yeah, she's old. Old maid. Uh, I... Do not really have any parting words other than just the usual. Send us shit at callingmonroe at gmail.com. Be more like my dad. Send things. Mm. Uh, or our Instagram at callingmonroe. Uh, yeah, just be cool, be chill, be funky, uh, be fresh, and keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro. There's one thing that makes your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. I'm calling you know what I was about to do, which was the stupidest thing ever. I was going to whisper a secret message for you, Ragnar, so that you could hear it when we when you ended the edit. But then I was like, he's gonna hear it right now. That's that's stupid. That's not gonna work. Yeah, you're an idiot. Well you uh, could actually you could mute yourself on the chat. Oh uh, yeah, I could have done that. Damn I it. Guess you did. If I was more creative.